freestyle, everybody. Welcome back to Wow Cool Robot, your home of soup. I have, I am th nearly three completed fucking series into this media franchise, and I haven't thought of like a recurring full opening tagline outside of just saying Opa Gundam style, which wasn't even what I made up. That was <laughs> Sarah Sunhat Genya on Twitter who made that up. She's very fucking funny. She'll be on for Iron-Blooded Orphans, Irritable Bowel Orphans, good shit. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. And with me today, as usual, is Jake. Hello, I am Jake. I also use the he, him pronouns. And we're fucking... We're Jake, we're nearly there. We sure are. We are, um, I think, two more podcast episodes after this until the and end. Then our, and then our uh, wrap-up. Yeah, what the fuck? How does that work? And then the movie. And then fucking Char's counter-attack. That's going to be very weird going back to, like, the old set of characters. I guess Sprite is there, too. But, like, from what I understand, <laughs> Double Zeta really does not have much of an impact on um, on Char's counter-attack. Because they were kind of being made at the same time. So they were like, okay, the stuff that we were going to do with Char and Double Zeta, we're just going to turn it into a movie and Double Zeta's going to exist on its own. But I still think Double Zeta, I mean... Not knowing a whole lot about Char's counterattack, I feel like Double Zeta is going to. There's certainly will be some thematic carryover, right? I'm sure there's got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and this episode, these, these episodes we watched today, rather, they had some themes as well. Um, they weren't good themes, though, is the problem here. <laughs> well, hey, before we get started, I've actually got something for for you. Oh, okay, hit me, Jake. This is exciting. So I was at the grocery store this morning listening to. Um, the episode we recorded last week, and I remember you recommended some funky little uh, and I was I happened to be at Target, mm -hmm. so I went and bought me a limoncello lacroix. Yes, we're gonna do a, rev a review live on air. Yes, taste reveal. Oh, grip it and rip it. Let's go. <sighs> pretty good. It's good. Oh, it's pretty good. I like that. Ooh, you know okay. what I mean. Now you know what I mean when I say it tastes like limoncello. Yeah, I'm not normally a, uh, I'm not normally a lacroix or like a sparkling water guy, but mm, okay, it's it's really good. It's a lot more flavorful than I think most lacroix are. So I also I'm, picked up a, I also picked up a key lime pie one. They have a key fucking lime, key think. lime pie one. Maybe it was just key lime. Maybe not key lime pie, but either way, I love yeah. key lime pie. That's it was my also a target. Pie. I want to fucking. Ooh, me too. I need to bake a pie. It's spring. It's pie season. I've fucking deemed it so. I want to bake a pie. I want to make a key lime pie. Make make a coconut cream pie. Lemon meringue pie. All sorts of fucking pies. Rhubarb pie. Not pumpkin pie. That's a fall pie only. 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 It's not allowed. Not allowed. Uh, God, I'm getting hungry, Jake. Yesterday we got um, we got. I, I don't know if you're familiar with um. Did you have any like Korean fried chicken chains? In your area? Um, there are a few, like, small, privately owned Korean places, but no chains. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess my question would probably... It's more pertinent if I just ask if there are any Korean barbecue chicken places, because we went to a place called Chongman Chicken uh, nearby us, which is... I, I Where I used to live, there's a lot of bonchons nearby, but Chongman Chicken is, I guess, a little more popular over here, half an hour away, not very far, but... Oh... My God, was that chicken good? I I snapped it to you, and you you could see how fucking yummy it looked. Oh, it looked fantastic. 
it was so f- fucking good and i was boo boo the fool and i was like well it's probably not going to keep well so i might as well just eat the entire thing and i shouldn't have done that because i got quite a tummy ache afterwards but <laughs> tell you what if there's a fucking chong man chicken nearby you go for it that's my recommendation i will have to google that i'm just gonna have regular fucking leftover vegetable pasta for dinner tonight be a little bit healthier yeah i uh had subway for lunch and so the other half of mm. my foot long is probably gonna be my supper spubby eat freef eat freef eat freef spubby all right jake I want to talk about Gundam now. If I talk about food any longer, I'm going to get way too hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to kick off our discussion this week with my uh, actually written episode summaries of Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, Zeta, episode 39, The Second Coming of Sarasa. As the Nail Argama heads to Side 3, they find a civilian vessel under attack from four Zaku 2s. They run off the Zakus and welcome the refugees aboard the Nail Argama, but there's some suspicion. They then find a second civilian ship under fire, and Judo destroys the Zakus with the help of this new ship. We learn this is a ship from Moon Moon. Sarasa and Rosara come aboard. Note there is an evil energy on the ship. Many of these civilians are actually Xeon operatives, including Haman Karn herself. A Xeon spy activates a signal flare, prompting two Gazomes to try and capture the Argama, but they are defeated by Mondo and Judo with the help of Sarasa's seemingly new type abilities. The Nail Argama finally heads to Colony 24 of Side 3, a neutral colony, to drop off all the refugees. I like this one a lot. This was fun, uh, you know, except for that one part you mentioned, but, like, for the, for the most part, it was really fun. That's <laughs> the thing. I was really worried when, like, the fucking Moon Moon Freak showed up that it was going to be, like, you know, Moon Moon bullshit. But, no, that doesn't happen until the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one they was cool, it though. It was, like, a nice little, just not, like, a vignette, right? Like, you know, it's not a part two. It, it doesn't split things up, but it's still just, like, it, it's very nice self-contained. We get some cool, like, espionage from Xeon. It's just cool seeing Haman in any capacity, really. Um, Honestly. He's good. So, yeah, this one starts out. where The Nail Argama is still hanging with Lavian Rose. Lavian um, God, that one did not sound good. Um, <laughs> they're still headed to side three. <laughs> uh, the Endra 2 is still chasing them, but... I think the Endra 2, Mashmer and Illy and everyone there kind of realize, oh, they're heading to side three. So let's just fuck off and like meet them at side three because we know where they're heading. We don't need to go under hot pursuit the entire time, which is a good idea. Pretty smart. And over on the Nargama, Bicha is like thrilled. He's like, yes, we finally lost them. Yes. And Torres is like, yeah, but like they know where we're going. <laughs> they're going to meet us at side three, I think. Bicha is like turning into Bright. Yeah, so he he says something like, "Let's just blow everything up. Let's yeah, what, what could possibly go wrong? Let's and just like destroy the whole dang thing, yeah. and then yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." And they're they're in side three, and like they sort of see they're trying to like see where is everything, and like you know they say something about all the colonies in side three being aligned with the sun. So you just kind of only see like the glint of their mirrors for a flat second, but then they start to see some flashing lights, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And it turns out it's some Zaku 2s fighting a civilian vessel. Like, OG, one-year war-ass Zaku 2s. It's like a bunch of fucking Ford Model Ts running around. <laughs> Man, it is so, like... It, it, I like how you can see, like, the kind of the evolution in designs. Because now just being used to the newer mobile suits, the Zakus look old. I know! Even though, even though like, you know, realistically, they're only, like, 10 or so years old in the canon, 10, 15 years, like, they just, they look outdated compared to the new stuff, and that's cool. It's a very, it's a very nice touch. It's like, I, I really, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's like, you know, obviously you didn't really get that 
with the original Gundam series. And we really don't see that much of like older Xeon units uh, during the Grips conflict. But now, especially with the later episodes too, it's very cool seeing one-year war machines just because it's like the design sensibilities are so different compared to what they are now. And, you know, you certainly get that when you have series sort of interspersed and you have um, mobile suits designed by different uh, different designers. Like, I want to say Hajime Kotoki did, like, the principal designs for, like, all of the first three trilogies. So everything kind of has this same um, through line. But then you have things like the High Gog and the Kampfer that are, like, designed supposed to be around the same era, but, like, look way different because it's a more modern design going back to the past. But, yeah, it is very cool seeing, like, yeah, these are just regular Zaku 2s. And they still they still look nice, though. You know, it's the, it's the Zaku oh, yeah. 2. It's so timeless classic. It's like a Coca-Cola. <laughs> mm, take a sip, babes. <laughs> um, Beecha doesn't really want to engage with this right now, but L is... L kind of runs off and Judo's like, we might as well investigate. And like Ellen Rue, uh, sorty and go check out what the fucking trouble is. Yeah. And, um, so the Zaku's are kind of like blowing up these crates that are attached to the ship. Mm hmm. Um, they're not, but they aren't shooting the ship directly. They're just shooting these crates off of them and blowing them up. And, uh, as soon as the Gundam team arrives, the Zaku's are kind of like, okay, let's get out of here now. Time to they're go. Here. They're here. Let's uh, let's fuck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is probably wise, because if they tried to fight him, they would lose. Yeah, they're in Zaku 2s, and Rue and L are out in the Mark II and the Zeta. So it's about, about like a seven-year difference there. Um, <laughs> uh, but then they say, then they're like, the operation's a success anyhow. Yeah, so some, something's, excuse me? Yeah, something's very suspicious about this, with them only aiming for the crates outside of the ship and the crates are exploding in a very spectacular fashion that you wouldn't really expect from just things strapped onto the outside of a ship but you know it, it's some sort of trap seemingly and it, there is a cute line before they escape where um rue says i won't pull any punches just because you're an antique which is cute um but yeah, yeah the zombies yeah. are all, all are all gone and we kind of cut over with astronaut and everyone else uh, greeting the civilians inside the ship and they turn out that they're all sort of fleeing Neo Zeon. They're refugees. And he's like, all right, we're going to drop you off ASAP. Because, like, we can't really go into battle with a bunch of civilians on the ship. But nonetheless, they just kind of welcome them all aboard the Argama. It's normal. Everyone there is normal civilians. Everyone. Uh, oh. Absolutely everybody. Um, <laughs> however, How, uh, inside mm. of one of those crates that didn't get blown up. Mm-hmm. It's just a guy some, inside. S- some sneaky little, sneaky little fellows. He has a knife in his mouth like a fucking... Jungle Commando. It's very silly. My first thought when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, so the Beatles are on the ship now. Because we kind of <laughs> got the, the Beatles helmet hair thing going on. <laughs> we were just a band. We were just a band. It's the one you wore. Uh, we just a band of Xeon soldiers. <laughs> a band um, of brothers. God. <laughs> so, so, so the, you know, so, something's fucking up. But, like, they don't know that there's Xeon people aboard yet. They just think, oh, they're refugees. Um, but then... We're kind of like, you know, oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, we, we cut over from that. And then we see another civilian vessel as soon as the Argamoth starts to fly off again. And Zudo's like, all right, fuck this. Like, he just gets right in the double Zeta straight away. And he's like, I am going to fuck these guys up. Like, I'm tired yeah. of this shit. And the Zaku's fly away. They don't even, like, have any snip, snippy lines or anything. Mm-hmm. They just, like, <laughs> shit, run, dude. <laughs> They're like, the double Zeta. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah. There is a very, very cool shot of, like, one of the Xeon, one of the Zaku pilots, like, getting scared and flying away. And Judo flies up and, like, the double Zeta's head 
zooms into view from like beside the mono eye camera it's very it's very like oh it's like almost like a jump scare it's very like cute and startling and he's afraid and like you know judo cuts him in half and he cuts another guy in half and like beams another one apart and the last of them sort of like flies around the other side of this uh ship oh and they also sort of mentioned that like the ship the, the refugee ship itself that they're firing on the zakus is like an antique compared to the Zaku's themselves, like, they're like, we can sell this for a pretty penny. It's, like, firing, like, weird, like, old-fashioned-looking missiles. And, um, kind of wraps around the other side of the ship and, like, tries to startle Judo. And, like, pulls out, you know, the Heat Hawk, the cool uh, axe. And it's, like, gonna yeah, get him. That. But then the, the, shoot, the ship just, like, fucking shoots him with a missile. <laughs> Man, I was, uh, speaking of the Heat Hawk. Mm-hmm. I, back when I was in high school, I was convinced I was gonna be, like, in a, I was, you know, I was gonna be in a rock band, right? Yeah, and, of course. Uh, of course. And I found online, um, and I was so close to buying them, but um, for whatever reason I didn't, there was a, a Heat Hawk guitar what? and a Gundam Beam Rifle guitar. That's sick. It was so rad. And like, I, I don't know why, or I don't, probably just because they were so expensive. But oh, yeah, God, sure. I was I was convinced I was going to be in a rock band, and this was going to be my guitar. I was going to learn on it, and I was going to make it big on on a Holy Heat Hawk guitar. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and that would like convince me to learn how to play guitar just to buy that. <laughs> right? That is so fucking sick. Oh my God! Damn, it's cool. That's fucking rules. I love that shit. God. Um. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, and we do also get a line as the uh, Zeon soldier tries to attack Judo. He's like, it's all because of you that she... And then he dies. So Judo's like, the fuck was that about? Because he heard that. I guess he said on radio where Judo just new type hears it. Because Judo's, you know, fully new typed out by this point. And we get to the refugee ship and it's fucking Moon Moon. Uh, Sarasa's here and Rasara's here and... Some other Moon Moon fellas. Yeah. And, uh, the, the fucking, who gives a shit? I did, f- it took me like the entire trilogy of these episodes to like fully get, Sarasa's the one with the green eyeliner and Rasara's the one with the gray eyeliner. I never figured it out. I was or just like, whichever one is talking is one of them. <laughs> whichever one is talking was... is Sarasa or Rasara and the other one is Sarasa <laughs> or Rasara. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they'll Pretty say their much. name whenever it's important. I didn't think it would be important to know which one is which, but then it certainly, as it turns out, it is important to know which one is which later on. But um, to my credit, they say their name. So that's I didn't true. Yeah, exactly. It. They say it for you. Um, <laughs> there's this very cute moment where um, they're on the bridge and Mondo is like, Rosara. And Sarasa is like, I'm Sarasa, actually. And then Rosara pops out <laughs> behind her. It's like, Mondo got a little bit of a crush. Oh, yeah, he still got that crush from from back when he thought he might even stay on Moon Moon. Honestly, these are the Mondo episodes. They really are. Man, I can't, like, it astounds me how each week, like, it almost feels like all three episodes that we're watching were meant to be watched together. Like, it's, it's like, it, almost it perfectly all, paired, it feels like, it, most of the time. It's the fucking process. Trust the process. It always works out, except for when it doesn't, we have to amend the schedule. But trust the process. <laughs> it's I good. think it's just fantastic. Honestly, and it also works out because, again, if I had to, like, see these Moon Moon Freaks two weeks in a row consecutively, I would not be happy about it one bit. Hmm. But, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I got some news for you after the, uh, after the, after the episode. Oh, God. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, 
we, we, we sort of have these like panning shots of the refugees inside the Argama. And one of them, the camera lingers on this blonde woman for a little bit longer than everyone else. And I'm sure that's nothing important. No, not at all. They just want to make sure that we know who all the refugees are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Judo wants to drop them all off at a neutral colony. And it's like, you know, even though it's a mix of Moon inside three people, and Sarasa says something about, like, there's an evil energy on this ship. And the vibes are fucking rancid here. And Taurus is like, yeah, let's just fucking recheck their IDs. Whatever. Why not? And Mondo gets kind of pissed. He's like, what, you think we didn't do a good enough job last time? <laughs> no. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're saying. And there's some it, sus people on board. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't fucking. Jake, you can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. <laughs> but, but the SEO will be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Guntamongus, no. Uh, Guntamongus, that's perfect. We we see the other like the the first sort of refugee ship that they rescued. We sort of see the Zeon guys, and they're they're looking, and they say the Lady Haman's on the Argama right now. What? No, I it see couldn't no pink be hair refugees. It couldn't be that suspicious-looking blonde woman that's actually Lady Haman in disguise. <laughs> also, so here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She has her wig. I, this has to be some crazy coincidence, or not even a coincidence, just like I'm seeing patterns where there are none. But she has almost the exact same hairstyle as Rambo Rao's wife from 0079 does. And her his wife's name is Crowley Hamon. So Hamon and Haman, and they have like almost the exact same hair. Is it just like a fucking callback to the world's best wife guy? I don't get it. It could be just a fun little, uh, a fun little fan service throwback thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just strange because like, why would that be important of all things? But I think it is just like a cute little. Yeah, you know, you pay attention. You got it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, let's see what happens next. Um, next. So, so Rue calls up to the bridge and uh-huh. yells at Picha, um, saying she needs help f- with the laundry. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, a uh, dryer, like, explodes, like, not explodes behind her, but the door flies open and, like, uh-huh. throws blankets at her. She's like, even yeah. the machines are against me. <laughs> and, then, and then Elle calls the bridge and she's like, I need help with the cooking. And they do this really cool um, thing when he's on the phone with Elle. Where, like, <laughs> yeah. she's got a spoon in her hand and, or, like, a ladle. She's like smacking the phone with it, and every time they like she smacks it, it like cuts to his face for a second, just being like ah, and it's, and they do it real fast, so it's just like yeah. bam, 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 I bam, bam. Not handle this. It's funny. It's and cute. It's like they're over because like and you forth, know. And, oh, I loved it. There's like 80 refugees on the ship right now, so they just like can't fucking take care of all of them at once. And the you know again, Hamon's definitely the blonde now because she sort of like nods at this brunette woman, and as they're kind of being taken to get their IDs checked. Uh, the brunette woman like kind of sneaks off to the side and she's like kind of listening to I think Eno and Judo are walking by and they're talking about checking the IDs and she pulls out a tube of lipstick and kind of twists it and it starts beeping and I was like is she gonna fucking like bomb the Argama? That's what I thought man. Yeah she like puts it in like a some sort of like laundry exhaust duct thing and it kind of like eventually makes its way out into space. Yeah I think she puts it in a trash chute. Oh that's what uh, it must have been yeah yeah yeah. And then you got launched out of the airlock. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Judo's checking the IDs, the it, it's not a bomb. It's a flare. I thought it was a bomb. But no, it's like a big signal flare. And then a couple of Gazomes activate and they fly to the Argama to, like, fucking get their ass. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, shit, Lady Human's in, tr- in trouble. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they fly. We get, like, the exact same shot of when Judo flew up to the side of the Zaku's head. But it's the Gazomes head, like, flying up into the Argama's bridge. And he says, attention, pseudo-Argama. 
And, you know, they're kind of like held up at gunpoint now. And uh, Judo goes up to Haman and uh, he, he like grabs her shoulder and he kind of shakes her a bit. And he's like, hey, we need to check your ID. And she just turns and she's like, don't you know it's rude to grab somebody from behind? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I need to check your ID. He didn't give a shit. Yeah, he just doesn't fucking care. And then uh, she she touches his hand on her shoulder. Yes. And they have some kind of like weird new type spirity moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that he would like get suspicious of her. Yeah, he could, just doesn't fucking get it at all. But yeah, he just kind of like stares off into space. And then he's like, oh, something. I got, I got to go. He's like, oh, shit, that was weird. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd think that since he's like fucking met Haman several times by now and their vibes have mixed that like he would know oh shit it's Haman but no she just fucking runs off because this whole time Haman is desperately trying to get Judo to notice her so she can fucking try and convince him to go to the dark side but like he's just too stupid to notice I think it's just cute <laughs> um and then we're at the bridge and they're still being held up and Bicha and Torres are like Mondo it's your fucking fault because you didn't check IDs properly this you know that all this is happening we're being held up and mondo like freaks the fuck out and mondo's like i'm gonna be responsible and he just fucking books it and he gets into the hangar and judo tries to stop him but like <laughs> he grabs the the antenna on the hyakushiki's head and like does his fucking spin move and like flings judo off of it <laughs> to like <laughs> let him get inside the hyakushiki it's very silly he's acrobatic it was kind of cool yeah mondo fucking going crazy with it this episode i love mondo i i i, I forgive mondo now yeah, he uh, he hops into the Kyakushiki and exits the ship. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the guy in the what was it? The Gazom? Is that what it was called? Uh, the Gazom. G a z o w m n. It's a fucking yeah. Wild the guy in the Gazom. He he uh, he like quickly turns and points his gun at him. And he's just kind of like, "What are you doing? Why are you Why are you out here? Don't you know that I'm about to blow up your ship?" If I said, "Don't," I just said, "Don't put up any resistance." <laughs> yeah, this is the opposite of that, sir. And and uh, they both fire at each other, uh, but for some reason, the soldier's beam misses. Yeah, big completely. time. It's very interesting because we kind of cut over to Sarasa, and then it misses. So it's clearly obvious that Sarasa's a new type and can do this kind of shit. But it's portrayed in such a way that it makes it seem like her power is like different than regular new type powers for some reason. Probably because you know of this stupid fucking tribal spirituality they try to portray with moon moon but like yeah it, it you know it's it's certainly her being a new type but it's just interesting that like saras and rasar are fucking powerful ass new types i guess that they can just like casually they're not even there they don't even see what's going on but they can just like redirect missiles and beams and stuff it's fucking cool like go them hell yeah mm-hmm. uh we cut <laughs> back to the outside of the ship and uh mm. Mondo's Mondo kind of talks shit to the guy. He's like, "Why did you miss me so bad? Did you do that on purpose? Were you trying to scare me?" And the guy's like, "Uh, yes, exactly. I sure was." Now watch this. And he like launches some missiles, and they also miss. And he's like, "I also did that on purpose." They and and when he fires it again, it 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 flies over and it's gonna hit the moon moon ship. But like, there's a clear like bubble protecting that ship that like does not the missiles don't get inside, which is like like. It's very cool that they're just really fucking powerful new types and no one can pick up on it because I guess their soup is different. They have like, if, if, if fucking, what's a different kind of soup? These, this is like miso soup. 
It's totally different uh, it, kind. It's way more broth based and like got the little tofu bits in it, and like they can't even recognize it. They're used to the Campbell's chunky. <laughs> My, I was about to say like everybody's on chicken noodle and they're on tomato, but I like yours better. Oh god, tomato soup and grilled cheese would be good right now. Oh, I'm hungry. Um, oh, whoops, we slipped back into food. Yeah, well, we up. <laughs> <laughs> Got to focus on shifting into soup mode. Uh, and, you know, Mondo's very intimidating to the soldier. And, by the way, the soldier looks a lot like Yazan. I don't think he's Yazan, but, he, like, he has the same bony, no-eyebrows face as Yazan does. Oh, huh, you sure? If, sure if this does. is Yazan, fucking tell me. But, like, I don't that think it is. That would be hilarious. That would be really fucking funny. No, Yazan wouldn't join back up with Neo Zeon, I think. He's still... For all we know, Yazan's still in Shangri-La trying to, like, eat pigs. I mean, I hope so. I hope so. I hope, I hope we hope don't fine. see him again. I hope he's just, like, living his best life and... Mm-hmm. In Shangri-La, just, like, being a true, feral gremlin man. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like the fucking golem of Shangri-La. <laughs> Reject humanity. <laughs> Reject humanity, become Hobbit. And, <laughs> you know, the, the other Gazome, like, kind of sneaks up and grabs Mondo from behind. And they kind of, like, have Mondo on the ground or, like, on the launch deck of the Nelargama and, like, pinned down. And Judo's out here now. and And, you know, like, the whole time... It's very obvious that they're trying to take the Nail Argama unharmed, but the gang doesn't really pick up on why. And of course that why is because Lady Haman's inside the fucking Nail Argama. Can't blow it up if she's there. And there's this really, really cool uh, maneuver that Mondo and Judo do where Mondo fires off the thrusters on Hyakushiki's backpack, which sends the one Gazom, you know, flying out into space. And then Judo uses the launch sled of the Nail Argama to like bonk into the other Gazom and send that one flying out too. And then they just like go into kill mode. Hell yeah, they, they, yeah. As soon as those guys are away from the Argama, they're like, all right, let's go fuck them up. And they kind of team up and, and, uh, kill them. Kill them. It's like just fucking, yeah, they, they just do it. And then we kind of like cut right back over and we're in the bridge and Torres tells Mondo that he's proud of him. And Mondo just starts to cry. It's <laughs> like, Mondo, you yeah. did good. Mondo's like, that's the first nice thing anyone's ever said about me. And he's holding Rosara's hands, and they kind of give him shit about that. And he's like, oh, and let's go. Ah, shit. And we cut over. We cut over. And this scene was so fucking funny to me because, you know, we're back in the sort of hangar where all the refugees are. And Sarasa walks up to Hamon. Hamon, Hamon. And she's like, she straight up is like, hey, bitch, your vibes fucking suck. What's the deal? (laughs) Like, and she's talking to her. and, And Hamon says, my feelings are no different from Judo's. And they're in like, it's 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 Saras's new type zone because they're just like bathed in light right now. It's some Kingdom Hearts metaphor. <laughs> um, and I think back on the bridge, they uh, they say that uh, they can't do anything with the civilians on board, so they they go to uh, they're gonna head to like a neutral colony to drop them off. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we end for yeah. this episode. Yeah, that was a fucking weird, cool episode. I really liked it. I. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was some good setup too. I think it's because I like it so much because I like I appreciate since we're so late in the series, I like a nice light episode that doesn't have, you know, horrific consequences. Yeah, we had some uh some real heavy ones recently, so it's nice uh-huh. to take a break from that. Yeah, and this next one is still not super heavy. It's like a two-parter, but it's still like it's not the craziest bullshit that's ever happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell me about it, Jake? <clears throat> I would be happy to. Episode 40. Tiger Bomb's Dream. The Nail Argama enters Colony 24 of Side 3, known as Tiger Bomb. 
the leader of the colony, Stampa Halloy, has strict immigration regulations, so all the weapons are sealed off and the crew is taken into the city. Stampa orders all the women to be taken to him for his harem. All the boys, meanwhile, are attacked by a group of kids from Tiger Bomb who want to capture and sell the Gundams for tax money. In disguise, the boys head to Stampa's palace, which is full of old one-year war mobile suits, to rescue the women. Judo hijacks a Zagok and breaks everyone free, but is attacked by Haman, who takes an at guy to fight Judo. She tries once again to connect with him, but they are driven apart by Stampa's men. The Gundam team make it back to Nail Argama to leave the colony, but the injured two appears to be waiting for them outside in space. This episode fucking sucked. Yes, it sure did. Uh, for, I did not for like a this lot one. of reasons. For so many fucking reasons. The show is like, hey, what if we do a cool Orientalism? And also, hey, what if a guy dressed up as a girl and it's just just fucking rancid? Did not Man. like these ones one bit. They're like, hey, what if everything was super Chinese and all of the uh, people there sucked? Oh, God. It's like, what if we did every like Eastern stereotype we can think of and also fucking some transphobia just, you know, for good measure? Yeah, Ugh. just... For fun. Just for fun. Ah! They go, they're fucking, this one starts out, they're going to Colony 24, and there's a big old dragon on the outside, and that's how you know it's not going to be a fucking fun time. I was like, oh, cool, okay, that's that's interesting. That's different from mm-hmm. the other colonies. Hopefully this is an indicative of the fucking stereotypical culture contained within. And the colony's also, yeah. like, fucking chock full of minefields on the outside. And then, um... And then shortly after, as they're uh, approaching, they mm. say that it's model- the inside of the colony is modeled after Hong Kong and Kyoto from the old century. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the dragon's less cool now. Oh, they're going to no. do, sh- do some shit. Yeah. And like when they dock, this guy comes out and he kind of floats up to the bridge window. And he's like, I'm speaking for Stampa Haloi. And, you know, they talk about like, we have these strict immigration regulations. And they walk in and they have these big old red stickers and they're slapping them on the cockpits and the guns and stuff. And they even slap one on Bruce's helmet. They're like, you can't fucking fight in here. So rude. So rude. And uh, as the as the guys are like in there basically yelling at them for all the rules they've already breakin, broken, <laughs> um, we see a brown haired kid looking in through the window at the ship and being like, is that a Gundam? We can steal that Gundam and we can sell it and it'll make us rich. That is, this this gang, Lunan's gang, is like my favorite fucking part of this episode. Because it's like, oh, it's just the Shangri-La kids again. That made me so happy. I was like, oh, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Exactly! It's like symmetry, it rhymes. And I love that. <laughs> and like, you know, they talk about how His Excellency Stampa Haloy is like the leader here. And he tries so hard to maintain a war-free colony. And, you know, it's like... he. The, the guy's like, you know, we want Colony 24 to be a symbol of peace. And Judo's like, it's like a fucking theme park. And the guy's like, the what, gets the pissed. F- what the fuck are <laughs> you just about to say about me, little bitch? And Judo's like, oh, it's because of uh, it's because of the theme park. It's a symbol for peace. He's like, ah, oh, yes, I understand completely. You were not being mean, actually. It's whatever. It's cute, I guess. And then Judo kind of makes like a little face when he turns away. Mm-hmm, yeah. Fucking Haman and her retainer are here as well. Still in disguise. And Haman is like, ah, let's walk around and see how the lower class lives. It's like, come on, Haman, you're fucking cool. You don't need to do this shit. Yeah. Go back to being space Hillary. I'll forgive you. <laughs> and uh, so Stampa sees Haman through like his servant's hidden camera. And uh, he tells him to like, oh, put her on the other bus. Oh, God. And, and Haman uh, also notices completely because there's a little like uh, pin 
on the chest, like lapel sort of area of Snappa's retainers. And like, it's clearly a hidden camera because Haman stares right into it the entire time. She's like, I, she gets it. She knows how it goes. Yeah, she's like, oh, what is that? What is that pin? And the guy's like, oh, no, it's nothing. And he puts his hand over it, like trying to mm-hmm, hide it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after she walks away, he's like, she almost figured us out, boss. She definitely did. She definitely did. Oh, jeez, um, that was a close one. Oh, yeesh. Oof, ah, close call. Um, But yeah, fucking, they're, they're, they're taken away. They all get separated. And it's basically because, you know, Stampa wants to get all the women so he can throw them into his fucking harem gross but it's like a girl bus and a boy bus now and in the girl bus sarasa sees haman and it's like ah this too is the will of the light it's like fucking come on yeah this isn't kingdom hearts this is gundam but then over on the boy bus they get attacked by a petite mobile it's grand theft auto um the the boys are like we're gonna kidnap these pilots and ransom them off for the for the gundam so that way we can sell the Gundam. That's our line. <laughs> and uh, Judo still kind of kicks their butts, even though they have like a petite mobile suit. Yeah, Judo's the fucking master of petite mobiles stealing shit. Like, you know, <laughs> you can't you can't pull one over on this boy. But then they, they say something to him about wanting to sell it. And he's like, wait, what? You want to do wait, what? No, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's not you. That's my thing. Something about this seems familiar. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so so it's kind of revealed that the city is so nice because the taxes are so like impossibly high, and all the kids there want to steal the Gundam so they can sell it for tax money. Otherwise, they're going to be forced to work in the mines. Holy shit! Oh, but not the girls. The girls are going to be taken to uh, Stampa for his harem. We we cut over. We're in Stampa's palace now, and the girls are you know being taken there, and we see like an old Zaku one like in like in like a sort of asian fighting pose and it has like you know it's kind of dressed up it's like painted bright red with this like yellow sash around it or a white sash i think it is and it's like stampa kind of has these really you know dressed up old one-year war suits out here just as like fucking a decoration it's good for feng shui i suppose they do look cool i gotta i gotta say that at least yeah if i could decorate my property with old mobile suits like hell yeah I don't have enough property to do that. Maybe I'd put like, like one of the, I could put like a head in my front yard. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a pretty big head, honestly. <laughs> just, put, just put like a, a Zaku two head next to my driveway. <laughs> exactly. That'd be fucking honestly. That'd be pretty sick. Um, <laughs> but so we fucking cut back over, and here's where the bullshit happens because Judo and Eno are planning to infiltrate the palace to dress up as women. There's like a girl in Lunan. Lunan, by the way, is the name of the judo equivalent boy. And they're going to go with one of the girls and, you know, they're dressing up and it's like, you know, it's like the fucking Final Fantasy VII thing where Gladys would dress up and they're, you know, they kind of go over the plan and they all, they all set off and like Judo's wearing this like black bob wig and Eno is like, you know, looks like Aerith basically. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abav Gainsborough. Um, and then while that's going on, Sarasa mm-hmm. and Rasara are talking to Haman, and like they're telling her, like you'll never see the light if you keep on deceiving yourself. Um, Fucking stop it with the Kingdom Hearts bullshit! Come I was like, I was like, y'all aren't gonna convert her. This isn't. Yeah, yeah this, she's a fucking like, freak. Can't be done. Stop being preachers. Mm-hmm. You're not missionaries right now. This is literally the lesson that you had to learn the first time we went to Moon Moon. You're still doing it. Whatever. Fucking. <laughs> Next scene is horrible. Because Judo and Eno and the girl, I don't even, I genuinely don't even know if we ever got the girl's name. I only remember getting Lunan's um, name. Yeah, I don't, I think they said it once, but I 
do not remember it. Doesn't matter. We're going to be fucking gone from this place soon enough. And they're being begged, you know, they're begging to work into the palace. They're begging to be let into the palace to work, rather. And the guard's like, Judah, like, you know, he sees Judah and he's like, your older sister's really fucking ugly. It doesn't sound right. And it's like, can, fucking, can we not? Come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, first of all, I'd rather none of this happen in the first place because I don't trust Gundam to do this kind of shit well at all. Oh, no. But, like, why couldn't it have just been Judah being like, oh, you're all women. Yes, enter the palace. Like, there's no good solution to this. The only the yeah. only way to win the game is to not play, basically. <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> um, But Stampa enters the room with uh, all, all the girls in it. And... Mm. Um, he he uh, is straight up with them that he wants them to join his harem. He doesn't like try to say any like say that it's something else. He's like, I mm-hmm. want you to join my harem, and they're I all like, Oh no, no, fuck you, fuck off. freak! Oh god! And as this is happening, the door opens and like hits Stamp in the back of the head because it's the guard with, with Judo and Eno and the other girl. And it's just more bullshit because Stamp was like, Oh, you're so fucking hideous. You sound awful. Like I'll take these two for the harem, but you you need to be where you will be put to work where we don't even need to see you. And I'm just like rolling my eyes and just like, can, okay, come on. This is a fucking move it along. Move it along, people. Awful. Terrible. Yeah. Horrible. Um, and uh. then, and then, mm-hmm. so the guard is escorting Judo away. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they're walking past, there's like a lucky cat statue on a table. <laughs> and uh, Judo just grabs it and bonk, bonk the guy right on the back of the head and knocks him out. Fucking stealth kill. <laughs> he, he steals his gun and runs off. It's it's fucking yeah, and then he he's sort of in the courtyard now, and he goes up to one of the mobile suits is Zagok, which I'm kind of fine on, and he's like, oh shit, like the there's needs I need a key for the control panel here, and he just like shoots it with the gun that he has and like activates the lift, and like one of the other guards is shooting at him, and he just kind of like fires back, and he ends up getting in because I think at this point Bicha and Mondo and Lunon are here, and they're gonna jack the other one, but like. You know, they, they fire on the guard, and the guard is like, is there fucking anyone else in this courtyard who can help me, please? Yeah, he's like, does anybody hear this gunshot? Mm-hmm. Like, does anybody else hear this? That, that like, really got me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's silly. I just like that they're incompetent. It's always a fun trope. Uh, but Lunon kind of shoves Beach out of the way, and he gets in the, um, he gets in a gog. I fucking, do, I don't like the gog. Everyone knows this. I don't care for gog. So Lunon gets in that one. <laughs> and, and then like, Haman sort of sees the Zagok and like she like knows like oh that's fucking Judo Ashto that's that fucking dickhead boy I'm gonna get his ass um Judo like then smashes in the side of the building um uh, the room where the girls are being kept and mm-hmm. he lets them out um and he gets attacked by a couple of other suits mm-hmm. one is a Zaku one and the other one is uh an act guy some weird shit oh okay so 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 I I didn't know what this was at first because this is so this is a one year war suit, but we never see it. I think we might see it in something like the you know the eighth MS team or something like that or 0080. But like this is not an at guy. This is an agu guy, and this thing is genuinely kind of fucking freaky looking. I like it, but yeah, it's it, imagine an at guy, but its head is like weird. Like it's like sort of visor. What is it like the eye the ugh. The mono eye track is really wide and it is like hexagonal. It looks like a bug eye and it's hands and then like these like whip tendrils. It looks like it's a fucking parasite or something. Its head kind of makes me, and I just thought of this, its head kind of makes me like just the head shape kind of makes me think of Brack. Oh shit. 
Yeah. I mean, okay. Now that I've looked up Rack, it's different, but that was my first impression. Yeah. No. Yeah. It. It. It's fucking. It's just freaky looking. Yeah. It's. It, it, it's kind of buggy. It's very buggy, and you know I love bugs, but like, there's something about this that like. I don't know. There's something strange about it. Maybe it's like the weird sort of like it looks like like a fungal parasite tendril coming out of his hands that kind of grosses me out. Yeah, the the ten, the tendrils coming out of his hands are are very weird. Either way, fucking you know, it's it's attacking judo, and then an act guy sort of rolls up here. This act guy is going ape shit. It is so acrobatic. It's jumping around all over the place, and Lunon like just kind of has to fucking peace out because he cannot fight this thing. Yeah, um, judo kind of tells him like, "Hey, get out of here. I got this." And Ludon's like, yeah, yep, I, I understand. Bye. I'm out of <laughs> I'm out of my league. And then uh we and see then. that in the act guy. Mm. It's Amon. It, it's Amon. She kind of gets out of the cockpit and she's like, hey, I just want to talk. <laughs> and she's like, come here, boy. I'll I'll acknowledge you as a new type if you do. And Judo's like, you know, fuck you. You're you're an adult. Everything is your fault. You know, this war is happening because adults like you started everything. And he kind of, like, charges her with the hand of the uh, Zagok. And she does not move at all because he stops, like, inches from her face. And she's like, ah, you fucking, you fucking coward weakling. Like, you couldn't kill me. And you wouldn't hurt an unarmed civilian right now. Yeah, he's like, she's like fucking called it. Mm-hmm. She's a badass. She, she doesn't she, flinch she... at all. I was like, hell yeah. I know. Fucking get, get it, Haman. But before she can convince him any further... The Zaku one rolls back up again, starts firing on them, so they kind of all have to like make their escape. Fucking Stampa breaking this shit up again. And then uh, the the main cast, now that everybody's free, uh, heads back to the Nargama to uh, prepare to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Sarasa uh, sort of talks to Judo about the fucking evil energy has been spreading. It's the the evil deeds of adults pile atop each other, crushing what's beautiful and noble underneath. And then we so just get a short blank. little a short mm-hmm. little shot. Yeah. Of uh, Ilya and Mashmer are out in space, kind of watching over Tiger Bomb. They're just hanging out. <laughs> oh, they're just, you know, they're fucking chilling, doing weird bullshit schemes, showing off their cool biceps, being jacked. You know, we love it. Hell yeah. It rules. And yeah, that will, I think, bring us to our third episode, Jake. Because this is, you know, it's basically a two parter. It's not a two parter in name, but it's a two parter in spirit. So Pretty let much, me tell yeah. you about Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta episode 41, Rasara's Life. In this episode, Stampa Haloi kowtows to Haman, swearing that he will personally capture the Nail Argama for her. Meanwhile, Sarasa sneaks out of the Nail Argama in order to talk with Haman. Mondo and Rasara follow her to give her a lift. When the rest of the crew can't find them, Judo, Lunon, El, and Rue head out as well. Stampa shows up in his gok to kill Mondo and capture the Munu women, and although Judo and Lunon drive off Stampa, Rasara sacrifices herself to save Mondo. Judo makes it to Stampa's palace, where he once again meets up with Haman, who tries to convince him to join her side. They're interrupted by Stampa and later Rue and L as well. A firefight breaks out and Haman escapes. The Gundam team are surrounded by Stampa's mobile suit, but Beecha shows up in Zeta to save them. Ilya Pazam in her Galgu shows up as well, searching for Haman. Mondo gets in the Mark II and hunts down and kills Stampa as revenge for Rasara. Ilya finds Haman and leaves with her, and the Nail Argama escapes the colony, saying goodbye to the folks from Moon Moon. Woof! Crazy episode! Yeah. It's, this uh, one's better. We'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> have some issues with it. Yeah. How's this one start, Jake? <laughs> uh, uh, this one starts. So uh, it's it's nighttime in the colony now. And uh, Stampa is like 
all over Haman. He he didn't realize that that's who she was. He's like, oh my god, Lady Haman, I'm so sorry. Please, please just let me do whatever I can to to make you happy. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'll capture the the Argama for you with my own mobile suit. The one that Judas has fucking tried to steal before. <laughs> and then in the hangar where the nail Argama is, the, the crew is moving mines out of the way because, you know, they're kind of being held up there. And we see Sarasa sneaking away to talk to Haman. And Rosara kind of runs up to her. And, you know, Sarasa tells Rosara, like, I can feel you getting weaker. You know, you're subconsciously protecting Judo. So I don't know what the fuck she thinks talking to Haman is going to do. Because I feel like she saw, almost certainly has to realize that, like, you can't really just talk to her. And tell her, and, and it's like, she'd be like, oh shit, I didn't think I, you didn't want me to do this war. I'll stop. Yeah, sure. Sorry about that. Big misunderstanding. Like, it's not going to, it's not how it's going to go. Well, I think that, I think the way that they see it is that, like, Haman's darkness is, like, kind of overshadowing Judo, and, like, they can feel her darkness as a presence that is weakening them. Oh. And they're like, if we can just convert her to the light, because oh. they're being missionaries again. God. That's that's kind of how I interpreted it. Yeah, I don't think there's ever a good interpretation of whatever moon mood bullshit they're trying to do. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but yeah, regardless, they're trying to, you know, have an ideological battle with them on, on the fucking stage of debate. So as this happens, everyone's kind of arguing with Judo because they all want Judo to go out and see Haman. And I, I didn't understand the scene at first, but I think upon reflection, Judo doesn't really want to go out and deal with Haman right now. But all of them are like, well, Haman's clearly here to see you. So you might as well fucking talk to her and see what the fuck she wants and like maybe kick her ass while you're at it. But Judo's like, no, fuck that. I don't want to go. I'm baby. He's like, no, can we just leave? Can we just go? We just, like, how about we, we gotta leave? go to side three. And honestly, that makes sense because Haman's not in side three. So if they were to go to side three, like they could probably fuck some shit up before Haman's able to get there. Like, going to side three seems like the better option right now. Mondo sees Rosara leaving. And, or sorry, Mondo sees Rosara. And then they drive off to go to Sarasa. And they're like, all right, we know you're going to go. Just fucking get in the car and we'll take you there. That's Which is nice, you know. Don't want to make yeah. her walk the whole way. Judo, Ellen, and Rue, uh, they head off. And uh, they, they, they realize that, like, hey, we can't find Sarasa, Rosara, or Mondo anywhere. Uh-oh. Do you think Where they got kidnapped? Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, so so they decide to all fucking head out to find her. And Judo, Ellen, Rue are gone. They don't take mobile suits or anything. They're just kind of walking there. And um, we kind of cut over, and we're in the city. And, like, Mondo's being accosted by this old lady who kind of grabs his arm and, like, wants to sell him some bullshit. But then Stampa's men show up. And this is, like, you know, the same guy from before with a bunch of other guys. He's, like, this tall dude with sunglasses. And they're like, the fuck are you doing? And Mondo's like, I, uh, uh, I. And he just like fucking body checks this guy so hard, knocks him over, and they fucking take off. Like, go Mondo. King shit. They animate this guy flying backwards for so long. I know. (laughs) He only, he only like stumbles back onto his back, but they make it look like he just got like Dragon Ball Z blasted into a cliffside. I know it fucking rules. (laughs) It was amazing. It, it 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 was so good. Like, there's so much power in that little body of his. We love it. And uh, so then, as they're running away, uh, they're getting chased by by the rest of the the rest of the goon squad. Goon and squad. Uh, then Stampa bursts out of the river in the Zagok, and uh, he like says over the speakers, he's like, "I was gonna make your wives thirteen and fourteen, but now I'm just gonna kill you." Yeah. 
And we get this like really fucking freaky frame of Mondo like screaming like run. Like it's it's very detailed. It's not like Squidward hyperrealistic blood eyes, but it's pretty close. <laughs> it's it's a very startling sort of look for Mondo right now. Um and as he's like trying to run, he's trying to stomp on Mondo, he's like, I'm gonna make flatbread out of you. So this is <clears throat> that's kinda cute. I'll give it, I'll I'll hand it to him for this one instance. And uh Mondo falls and he's about to get stepped on, but then Rasara like jumps over him and like covers him and Stampa is like, Oh, I don't want to stomp on her. And he kind of like is balanced on one foot and then he tumbles back. Mm -hmm. He like crushes a building. And I, so it's not very clear what happens. It looks like what I think happened is like the building debris kind of falls on them. It doesn't really look like anything. It kind of is like the colony drop where it kind of happens and you don't think anything bad happens. But then as it turns out, Rosara is like fucking dying. <laughs> you see debris fall, but it falls clearly it like falls, next like, to them. Beside like, them. Yeah. Close to them, but it doesn't hit them. I think Rosara just has glass bones. And so then like, like next we see judo. He like, he, he gets there and, uh, he throws a rock at Stampa's head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he's talking with Lunan and he's like, okay, um, I want to run up to that crane. You distract him for a minute. But then we, then we get a scene of like a shot of Mondo, like holding Rosara and he's like, no, Rosara. And I was like, she like, jumped on you. Like she just <laughs> fell basically. Like she maybe scuffed her knee, but like what? And she's fucking dead about it. God, she, uh, God oh, I, it, it made me so mad I like I, I rewatched the scene like like four or five times because I was like I was like did I what did I miss yeah did no, she get it hurt? really does feel like like it's like did did I like look away the wrong instance or something but she just she scuffed her knee and she's never felt pain before and it overloaded her system and she mm-hmm. just yeah <sighs> it's too it's too much for her fucking weakened new type brain from Haman's evil aura if if this has something to do with her being weakened by Haman, it doesn't make it obvious because it's just it really looks like she like died in a completely coincidental manner. It's stupid, but either way, she actually just suddenly Lu- had a stroke. It's completely unrelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very sad. She had a fucking prion disease or an aneurysm, and uh, Judo and Lunan are still kind of running away from the Zagok. And they kind of have a plan, like Lunan turns around, and the Zagok still tries to step on him, and Judo gets in this like construction crane. And then Lunan kind of lures Stampa towards the crane. And Judo, like, swings it around and clotheslines Stampa. And then, like, slides the sort of, like, cockpit of the crane into the head of the Zagok and knocks it into the river. And it's, like, very, again, this very comedic moment that plays the funny, like, Benny Hill-ass OST from Double Zeta. And then it cuts immediately over to Rasara fucking dying. And Mondo and Sarasa are there crying and, uh, like, holding her. Judo has a burst of anger, like so strong that Hamon feels it from, um, I don't even remember where she's at at the moment. I think she's still at the palace. She can feel Judo's anger. Mm -hmm. She knows he's out to get her. I guess her her plan's working still, so fucking good for her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Judo's like, okay, I'm going to go after Hamon. And and, uh, Sarasa really tries to stop him. She's like, no, you're fucking... She says, you know, the fucking... Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. That bullshit. She was like, "I don't care. Feeling a little, feeling a little sithy right now." 
<laughs> from my point of view, Neo Zeon is evil. <laughs> God. <laughs> which is, which is not really a good example, but, you know, it is. But Mondo's oh, like, let him go. You know, Mondo's like, he needs to go apeshit right now. So he does. Judo escapes, or just runs off, rather. No one stops him. And then we cut over, and we see Ilya is near Rigalgu again, and she is infiltrating the colony now. So another player has entered the game. Judo confronts Haman. Um, they are kind of having a standoff in the palace garden. Yeah, it's and, like, uh, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Judah's talking about all the suffering that he's witnessed mm-hmm. and uh, Mon is like you're really no different than those whose soul are pulled down by gravity that's Quattro's line maybe he yeah. got it from you but it's Quattro's line and she is again trying to convince him to join her and like make a new world for new types enough of this bullshit and I think one of my favorite things about Double Zeta is mm-hmm. that she keeps trying to do the like join the dark side Luke thing mm-hmm. and he d- never has a moment of temptation he's always just like no 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 fuck up, leave me alone you dropped I'm a creep. colony on dublin no fuck no i'm not your friend <laughs> i don't know you you weird old lady you're scary and you're creepy and leave me alone he's very like i just yeah there's no temptation there he's just like no fuck you it's it's and again, she doesn't make the sell at all because all she ever does is, does is kill people. And she's like, oh, we're new types. Hang out. It, I feel like Judo not really knowing what a new type is works so well in his favor for this just because he's like, I just want it. Like, he wants to be a new type, but he doesn't understand what a new type is. He just thinks it's cool. So when Haman is like, be, do you want a new type with me? He's like, no, fuck you. That's not what a new type is. New type is just hanging out. New type is guys being dudes. I just got uh, reminded of, uh, you know, our, our favorite game, Interstitial. Yes, yeah, our hearts um, find. And there is a move in there where uh, you're basically too dumb to be manipulated. Oh, good. I can't remember good. the name of the move off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, your your character is too dumb to be manipulated and lied to. And Ignorance uh, truly is bliss. And that just kind of re- reminded me of what is going on here. Yeah, fucking he, his... Um... It's like playing Fallout with like a one in your intelligence. So you're just like, you know, goofing around the entire wasteland. <laughs> too too dumb to fail. But um, now Stampa and his men show up here. They all have guns. And Stampa's here to like get Judo's ass. <clears throat> and he sort of like, you know, he says, you know, this isn't about you, Haman. And Haman's like, you mean it's not about women, you fucking cretin. And Stampa <laughs> has this like very out of context, very silly line. He says, matters of ideology have nothing to do with enjoying life. It's like fucking, yeah, you would say that, you f- weird racist sex pervert. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the Gundam team is here, and they've got yes. a goddamn bazooka. They, they're they in, like, one of the fucking Jeeps from the Argama, and, like, L and L and Rue are holding just, like, a fucking rocket launcher right now. And they, like, fire it into the roof of one of the buildings, so it's just, you know... In the struggle, the firefight breaks out, and, like, Haman slides down the stairs, and Judo sort of runs after her. And he gets into the, the, the Jeep and starts driving after her. But, like, at this point, uh, all the all of um, all of Stampa's mobile suits activate. And, like, you know, they're about to fucking get the Gundam team's asses. But then, mm-hmm. Bicha uh, shows up with the Zeta. And my favorite part of that is that he, he quickly yells out, I left Eno in charge, because he knew that they were going to be like, Hey, Commander, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. I left Eno in charge. <laughs> I'm being responsible for once. 
And and like he just gets fucking murked immediately because the Rigogu is here. And Ilya like just like fucking starts to trash Beecha right away. And like all she wants is for the double Zeta to come out and fight that thing instead. But she still also has to get Lady Haman because she's eh, she's pretty important. Yeah. And yeah, uh, at one bit. point at one point Ilya kind of feels judo and she's like, That's the pilot that I want to fight. Why is he over there and not in a mobile suit? It doesn't make sense. This is it's it's like no one can comprehend that they don't have like dedicated pilots for each machine. <laughs> and uh Ilya and Bicha are fighting and he Bicha kinda is like uh, you know, he, he <laughs> not he doing says, well. Yeah, he's not doing well. And she's got him on the ground and he, like is about to shoot at him. He's like, What? Do you want to blow a hole in the colony? She's like, I really don't care. Yeah. Honestly. She just wants to fucking fight. <laughs> she's like, I, I, I could care less. I'm just here to get to get him on. I mean, honestly, blowing a hole in this colony is probably a net positive because it can get some of the racism out of it. So, you know, <laughs> if, if if it happens, I'm not gonna complain. And we cut back over to the nail argama. We see a scene of Sarasa praying over Rasara, and Mondo's like, I need to go out and fight and protect everyone. And Mondo gets in the Mark II and flies out. And we cut over again. Ilya still fucking beat you up. And then Stampa shows up in the Zagok. But then Mondo flies in, and he cuts the Zagok's arm off before Stampa can kill Bicha. And he's, like, fucking on the warpath right now. And, uh... <clears throat> and Bicha wants to go after Ilya, uh, mm-hmm. because after she retreats. Um... But a Zaku tank and the Akigai are there. And mm-hmm. so he like starts fighting them. He kind of gets distracted with them. Yeah. And then we cut to Mondo fighting Stampa and the Zagok. And he like cuts the Zagok's leg off. Mm-hmm. And Stampa's like, oh, please give me mercy. You Don't you see you've already cut my limbs off? You've, you've won. And he's like, I don't give a shit. And he like, Fuck you. he jumps up and he does links uh, down A. It's literally like, what I was thinking too, Jake. <laughs> he does the fucking killing blow from Twilight Princess how Link killed Ganondorf in that game he jumps up and fucking direct hit stabs the cockpit with the beam saber poor Mondo and, uh, and now he's just sad it's a Pyrrhic victory for sure yeah like he killed him but he's not happy about it it's just cause you know uh, Rosara's still fucking dead yeah Yeesh. and Ilya's still flying around but she does find Haman eventually Haman's like on a boat using like a, a flare to kind of like get signal and she gets picked up and now they're everyone's back in the nail argon and they're like all right we're gonna have to fucking fight our way out because there is certainly a ship out there because how else that rigoku get in here and judo's like talking to mondo and judo's like all right you did your best now it's my turn and oh and then i was gonna say that uh i was gonna go next i was gonna say lunin uh tells judo he's gonna remember the lessons that he taught him and uh he's like yeah you should come visit us when the war is over and Judo's like, I definitely will. And I was like, please do it off camera. You definitely camera. won't. Please, please, please just let that be a, a, a convenient lie. I don't want to go <laughs> back here. Yeah. D- do it off camera. That, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, please. Just tell me it happened. I don't need to see it. Tell not show. Um, but yeah, Lunon's gone. Great. Goodbye forever. And then Judo kind of like, as as the nail is leaving, Judo flies out first in the double Zeta and is like looking, but he can't really find anything. And... Uh... So they say goodbye to the Moon Moon folks, and uh, Sarasa tells Judo that he and Haman are deeply connected. Uh, there's an upcoming battle that's going to be his hardest one yet. Ooh, I mean, it makes sense. There's only six episodes left, so something bad's going to fucking happen, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's we're getting close. Yeah, but yeah, no, they're, everyone's gone because they were just the, the Xeon people were just here to pick Haman up and aren't going to fight anymore. So they say goodbye to the Moon Moon people. They got out in the launch, and I guess they're going to fly back to Moon Moon. 
And they hold a moment of silence for Rosara's spirit. And Judah's just like, come on, you have the power to bring sorrow to others. And that's the episode. Yeah, so... It was... It was. It was, yeah. It was. I was trying to think of, like, saying if it was good or it was bad. It just kind of... I think it was is... uh, (laughs) It's all we can really say. It's the only thing that's fair to say about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was was fucking whatever. I mean, look, six episodes left. I have a feeling things are going to fucking pop off next week. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. So for that. And... Jake, I've kind of ran out of voice actors to talk about um, for Beyond Toon World. Like, we've kind of covered really everyone who has anything worth saying about them. So, for we're going to do another thought exercise episode segment. Oh, I love these. Because um, in, in our Discord, if I can scroll up a little bit. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Nope, not that channel. Um, Callie at Karma ZVT says, Elle listens to Rob Zombie when no one's around. And this got me thinking, what the fuck music did this crew of the Nail Argama listen to? So we got to figure huh. out everyone's favorite band, Jake. Okay. And I think we okay. have the ability to do so. I think we got this. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, yeah. We got to start Bright with Gito. definitely listen. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fuck Bright. He's gone. We'll get to him later. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. So, judo, Judo, Judo. He kind of listens to... Um, I think the Judo doesn't, like, particularly care a lot about music he probably just throws on like the radio like the uh the local probably mm-hmm. the local alt station yeah he's like a fucking dc 101 type guy yeah there we go he yeah. judo really likes hmm if if he was to listen to like you know the average alt station ah uh, mm. unfortunately this might be a cancelable offense but i think judo might be an imagine dragons fan then i can see it actually if he just has no fucking taste in radio, he just listens to whatever the fuck he wants. But if he goes to alt radio, all they fucking play is Imagine Dragons. So, so he's probably just a fan by default. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, this is the stuff. Okay. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, radioactive. Aha, it's funny. Gundam's nuclear powered. I get it. It's a joke. It's an intellectual <laughs> joke. Judo would think that was a really intellectual joke. I love it. He would. He's a fucking idiot. No, yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, listener, bring- it brings me no pleasure to tell you that Judo's an Imagine Dragons fan. Oh, God. Let's see. Um... We'll do L next. And Callie says, L listens to Rob Zombie. But, like, I think, honestly, I do. I can s- definitely see L being, like, a sort of, like, metalhead. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, L's into fucking. Oh, man. L probably listens to Iron Maiden. <laughs> right on. God, I fucking love Iron Maiden. She plays, like, fucking Aces High when she's going around getting kills in the Mark II. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Who, who's um, next? Who's next, Jake? I've got a silly answer for Mash, but I don't think it's the real one. Okay, no, I'd like to hear it. But uh, the first thing that popped in my head was Guns and Roses because he loves <laughs> roses so much. <laughs> no, that's good. I fucking like that. That's silly. No, he, he listens to Seal. He listens to Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> yes, Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> he doesn't listen to actual artists. He only listens to song about roses or the roses are in the name somehow. He found he found a Spotify playlist, or he yeah. <laughs> just had a bunch of songs good. mentioning roses. Good, good, fucking yes. I think okay. Kara soon listens to eighties hair metal and nothing oh, absolutely. else. Absolutely. Like I've already said that she listens to Rat. She listens to fucking Kiss. Like she's she, a big she Twisted listens- Sister fan. Yes. Fuck yeah. I think Haman Karn. Haman Karn, I feel like she only listens to fucking classical symphonies. She's so refined. She's so fucking cool. (laughs) 
I don't know. I, I can kind of see Haman being like, I don't have time for music. Oh, she just doesn't partake in music at all. No, I like that. She's too. Yeah, important. she's like, I'm too busy. She has too much shit to do. She can't be. She can't be listening to fucking Vivaldi or Mozart. She has things to do. She has fucking funnels to fire. Good. She's Affirmed. she's she's doesn't have any free time because she's hashtag girl bossing it. Hmm. Uh, Guess like girl boss. Yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What does Glemmy uh, listen to? Glemmy, ooh, he listens to definitely some angsty stuff. <laughs> Glemmy listens to Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> Lincoln Park. Glemmy listens to All Time Low. <laughs> Glemmy listens to fucking early 2000s pop punk, which is yes. the greatest genre of music conceived by mankind. So yeah, no, it's that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. That's <laughs> no, confirmed. Um oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. Going back over to the Argamas crew, Eno, when he was on Earth, you know he wore that sick bowling shirt. <laughs> yeah. Eno fucking loves Steely Dan. <laughs> okay, that works. Absolutely. Eno's into that dad rock Steely Dan good shit. That fucking fun, jazzy, funky feeling. Oh hmm. yeah. I think hmm. that um I think that Mondo Mm-hmm. He kind of likes him some some nerdcore. He he likes MC Lars, but he doesn't want anybody to tell, or he doesn't want oh, anybody to know. It's his guilty pleasure. He's embarrassed he, to admit it. Like like I very openly love MC Lars, MC Chris, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mondo is kind of embarrassed about it because he's like, right. it's called nerdcore, and he's like, I'm no nerd. You know, he only fun. listens to it when no one else is in the cockpit of the Mega Rider as he's piloting it around, so no one can make fun <laughs> yep. of him. The yep, only MC Lars song I know is the uh, this gigantic robot kills it that he did with the Aquabats and Suburban Legend because it's ska. So there's it's that. pretty great. It's good. Fucking ska's not dead. Um, speaking of ska, who speaking listens of to ska, ska? Who do you got, Jake? Hit me, hit me, hit me. Oh no, I was just gonna say who listens to ska. We've got to find somebody who listens to ska. Um, fucking. You know Torres is blasting ska on the bridge. Yes. Oh, you oh. know Torres is listening to some fucking. Oh my god, listen to fucking Kill Lincoln. He's got some less than Jake going on. He's oh that and that's you, Jake. You are Jake. That's You're me. equal to Jake. Hell yeah. <laughs> I my wife has a uh, has a record player and she's mm-hmm. got a bunch of records and I have I have one record. Um, yeah. Because it's it's her thing. It's not my thing. I don't listen yeah, to yeah, a lot yeah. of music as is. Uh, but my one record is less than Jake. Oh, which album? Because they wrote they they rule. Which album is it? Uh, it's their new one, Silver Linings. Oh, okay, pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I listen to that one actually. I, I kind of, I dig it. They they have a very good. I feel like their sound is kind of like stayed steady throughout. So oh, it's absolutely. very like they, they they do a good job at keeping it refined. I fucking love Less Than Jake, man. Um, They're great. I made a joke in Discord earlier that Bright got kicked off the Argama because he listened to the Beatles too much. <laughs> he would is play this, the Beatles through the Argama's comm system, and they just like that's what the real reason that they ditched him. Is this in the uh, the battle report? This was in yeah, this is in battle report. Um, I, I have to keep that channel muted because I'm really really bad about clicking on spoilers. Oh right, yeah, sure. I the they'll, people will spoiler tag things to protect me from seeing them, and I'll be like, hmm, but what if I click on it anyways? It's yeah. like unwrapping a candy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to mute the channel, otherwise I mm-hmm. will spoil everything for myself. So I hop in there every once in a while, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I try I try to avoid it because I'm scared. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, you think Rue Luca listens like some fucking heavy ass EDM? 
Oh, absolutely. Like, she's from space, so she has that taste. Like, all in La Vie en Rolls, they just fucking party down all the time. They're just, like, blasting, like, fucking, like, dubstep and, and electronica and, like, fucking breakbeat shit. Oh, oh Rue yeah, goes I hard. like that. <laughs> Rue's always rolling on Molly in the battlefield. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, it's, she, she's got a list of, like, half that really heavy EDM and, mm-hmm. like, j-pop and and k-pop stuff yeah okay good yeah i think she likes that too good let's see let's see let's see let's see i think finally we really gotta i think all we have left is beacha what's beacha's deal kid rock you're right i'm mad about it (laughs) me too fuck god damn it (laughs) what's the fucking stupid podcast damn it jake i'm mad i'm mad at you but i can't be mad at you because you got it in one You got the fucking right answer. I do apologize. Ah, shit. (laughs) Well, now I have no choice but to fucking end the podcast. (laughs) Jake, tell me where we can find you on the internet. (laughs) Uh, You can find (laughs) me on twitter.com at MrJakeyPoo. You can also find me on a podcast most foul where my wife and I are reading through the Artemis Foul books. Um, You can also catch me on... Uh, Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play podcast using the interstitial uh, game that we talked about earlier, where I play as Seahawk from She-Ra. Yes. And where do we? Where, blah, 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 where can we find you, Max? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at at, at, at Maxi Bajillion. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple of their podcasts called Pod of Greed, the world's number one only UK podcast on Break Up Corp. That's on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast. We're doing GX. We have a fun April Fool's episode plan, so keep an eye out for that. There's an April Fool's episode plan for this show. Keep an eye out for that, eventually, Ooh. whenever we do that. Um, my other show is called Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast. We just released our episode on Skyward Sword today, and by the time this episode goes live, we will have recorded our episode on Portal 2. And that's going to be a fucking fun time. And that's on Hell Twitter yeah. at SlappersOnlyPod or SlappersOnlyPod.com. This show has been Wild Cool Robot. Go to twitter.com slash podcast. There's a link to our Discord on the Twitter and in every episode description. If you'd like to join and hang out with us, we have a lot of fun talking bullshit mostly, talking about Gunpla, talking about people's experiences with the show. It's a fun community. Please hang out with us. We love it. Um, this is a Noise Space show. Go to noisespace.xyz for all of your podcast needs. They got this show. We got many others. We got Nightmare and Nair about creepypasta. We got Zero to Zero who has upcoming episodes on the Snyder Cut. Braver than literally anyone for watching that four-hour movie. I say having watched a four-hour movie two days ago, which is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. That's a good four-hour movie. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a good one, though. Mm Mm-hmm. God, I love Lord of the Rings. Um, That's almost all the business today, but I believe there's a question we need to answer today, Jake. Yeah, so before we go, Max, uh, Mm -hmm. what's that robot of the week? Um, Since I am weak-willed and can't get off Todd's wild ride for the life of me. I've reinstalled Skyrim on my laptop, so my robot of the week is the Dwemer Sphere. You know you're in the fucking Dwemer ruins, hanging around. You see a funny little ball. You think, is that Haro? But then a dude pops out of it, and he has fucking crossbow and needle arms, and he fucking fights your ass. And you say, no, that's not my friend Haro. It's the Dwemer Sphere, but you kill him, and they they ragdoll in a satisfying way because they break apart, and the sphere kind of, like, wobbles and rolls around. So it's it's a very pleasing way to, you know... Get a fun kill. I like sniping them and they kind of tumble apart. Skyrim's a good game. Don't let it anyone is, tell you I otherwise. <laughs> you hate to you hate to hand it to Todd. It's a good game. Uh well, that will do it for this one. Thank you very much for tuning in as always. 
two more weeks of this, then the wrap up, then, then Shards Counterattacks. We still got a lot more content to go, but as we always say in the words of, mm, in the words of our ancestors, let's go back to the old tried and true, war is bad. Wow, cool robot. Good night, folks. Doodles.